Before we get started today, I'd like you to listen to something. Are you ready? Here we go. Did you hear that? You should have heard two things. One was the passing of time, and the second was my energy. Maybe the mic picked up my heartbeat, I don't know. Now, you may not have heard or felt my energy, but it's there. And I'm going to use some of that right now, some of my time and my energy, to welcome you to Season 2023, Episode 5 of the No Bad Karma Podcast, where I want to chat a little bit about time, energy, and how you might want to consider how to choose your energy each day and what you do with it and how to spend your time and what that has to do with living and loving intentionally. Today is Sunday, October 1st, 2023, and even though my Ohio fans will hate me on this, I'm thoroughly enjoying watching the Browns lose in the fourth quarter here. Kind of an inside joke in a couple of ways. And today's episode is dedicated to Angelique's kids and the person who's been my partner for the last three and a half months. You know, I've called this podcast trauma in real time, and there's always going to be a little of that because that's life, and that's something we should learn from as we journey together. But that's called growth in real time. So let's grow together, and let me tell you why time is so important to me. I'll sound like a broken record a little bit for just a second and say something I've said before. It's taken three years to destroy my life and four years to rebuild it. A little more than that, really. How can I not think about time? Let me give you a point of reference from a couple of weeks ago. The full dynamics of this whole uh, little story could be multiple podcasts and really it's uh, maybe a little bit the inspiration for today's. And definitely for the next one. But basically, my partner and I were having a a rough couple of uh, long distance days. uh, Really because of something that didn't really have to do with us. I mean, sure, there's always something that has to do with you when you're having a conversation. But it it really wasn't. It was just some negative energy that she found she was redirecting at me. And I thought maybe it was coming from a different place. And we were just sorting that out. That's all. But in one of those conversations, she said to me, I know you've been working on that stuff a couple of weeks. In regards to some stuff I'd been working on. Such an innocent statement, right? Ultimately, that one statement, that one moment contributed wasn't the sole cause, but contributed to to something I'm going to talk about next time in the next episode. Uh, It made me want to drink. A couple of weeks. I was thinking to myself, babe, I've been working on it four years. Since the beginning of this year, my goal has been to reach a certain point in my life by the end of August. And as I mentioned in the money episode, I was supposed to have 25 to 30,000. 25,000 more than I have right now to do it with. 
And in May, when that fell apart, all I did was slide the calendar eight months. The money didn't come to me, but I still had to do it in that much time. So do the math on that, and it's simple. It's the end of the year. It's that simple. Because I'm kind of out of time. I've been out of time. That's why I make the most of it. My life's been like restoring a beat-up old car. Top to bottom. It needed new tires. It needed a paint job. It needed the fucking engine rebuilt. That's why I quit drinking. And I've done all that work, and I'm trying to turn that engine over now. It's something I've been working on for a while, but really... Really, just now, starting to turn that engine over. I'm trying to finish that work. I'm trying to get that fucking car running, and it takes all my energy and all the extra time I have. All of it. But let's talk about you. Let's talk about time, energy, and the value of time. Because, you know, when Ben Franklin, who I referenced before, said, nothing in life is certain or but death and taxes, well... When it comes to the death part, he's talking about time. Funny enough, he flew a kite and discovered electricity. So let's talk about time and energy and the choices you make with it. Before I tell you what it has to do with living and loving intentionally, in case it's not obvious. But let's start with energy. We'll make it an easy one, right? We'll, we'll personalize it with how you felt when you woke up this morning, right? Something we can all relate to. We all woke up this morning. We all kind of maybe had our coffee or our Rillo or whatever gets us going and said, I have so much energy today, this much physical and mental energy. Maybe it was a lot. Maybe it was a little. I don't know. But, but we had so much energy, right? Check, we took care of energy. Isn't that an easy one? Uh, now, the energy means more than that, but let's just keep it simple. Now let's talk about time and let's make that easy, right? So collectively as human beings, for 450 years, the earthly world, most of it at least, has used what's called the Gregorian calendar. Again, something I mentioned in a previous episode. It means we break up time over 365.25 days a year. That's why we have leap year every four years. We have these 12 things we call months, seven days that we call week. And oh, by the way, we have this thing called the day, which we may say has 24 hours in it, right? But why do we measure like that? Because we like explanations and reasons. We like standards. We want justification. What's the justification for a day? How long it takes our planet to spin on its axis in the years based on our trip around the sun. We tied it to something, right? So it's a solid measurement to us because we can measure it. And it's relative to what we've decided. But a day on Mars isn't a day on Earth. 
a year on Mars is in a year on Earth. That's why it's called Earth years versus lunar years versus Mars years, etc. But let's make it easy for a second because we can all agree on what a day is, right? So check. So we have energy and we have time. And then we have choices every day, what we can do with that energy and that time. But that's where it gets kind of complicated because it really depends on how we each value time, right? We only have the energy we woke up with. We need to split it up over the course of the day. And for some of us out there, it's real easy. We do it every day. We got our routines. We know what works for us. We got our priorities in line. Some of us, it's not. But there's also, we can all learn something about it, always. So we all agree we only have 24 hours in the day. And what we do with it really depends on how we value our time, how we value others, and how we value ourselves. I dedicated this right to Angelique's kids. So just over 20 years ago, there was this one day I needed a haircut and I dropped into this department store at the indoor, indoor mall near the house I had recently bought. I'd been going to uh, someone I liked for a long time and, and moved and coincidentally that store was closing and that store also had a salon up by my new place. So I just dropped in there randomly. Angelique was cool. That's who I had that day. She was in the later half of her 20s. You know how it is with the stylists. You get to know each other, right? She had made some bad choices with men, she told me, and had three kids from three different baby daddies, all with different degrees of involvement. Involvement. None of them, none of them stellar, but one in particular, I, I recall, was, was trying to always be there. Had parents that loved her. She lived with them. She worked hard. She went to the styling conventions. She put in the hours. She was good. She worked hard with her family, too. She sent her kids to private school. She was doing the best she could as a single mom to raise those three kids. All boys. Next thing you know, Angelique's cutting my hair, my ex-wife's hair, my daughter's hair, my mother-in-law's hair. So much for telling secrets to my hairdresser, but it was cool. Angelique was really part of our family. And that's why we all went to her funeral. When she died, very suddenly, very unexpectedly in her 30s. I was, I believe, her second to last cut on her last regular day of work. She'd been dealing with some stomach issues and ultimately ended up in the hospital the next day. Had an aggressive form of stomach cancer and would be dead literally a few weeks later. Her time was up and she didn't even have time to think about how she might value the time she had left. 
barely. I saw a story on the morning news the other day about a child who's blind, and I believe he's seven years old, kind of the hero of his school. Hero of his school for none, for good reason. I mean, for good reason. They put they they have put this kid on a uh, uh, on a pedestal recently because a guy sped through the school, destroyed destroyed his braille machine that he has to use every day. You see, the child's blind because he has a disorder that you know in his teens he'll start having some seizures and whatnot and he'll probably be dead in his 20s that's his life expectancy sometime in his 20s so that school wants to remind that boy every day that he's normal but do you think that child's parents value time differently than you and I? Let's talk about the low-hanging fruit, aging, terminal illness, because when does time matter? If a doctor came in today and told you you only got three months left, your perception and value of of that time is probably going to change. Or... You know how you encounter those people that they say, I've lived a happy life, whatever, I'm ready to go. Think about that for a minute because they probably know they've always made the most of their time. My mom and I were having this discussion the other day. She's 20 years older than me. And I'm going to pick out a sentence from that conversation. It's going to be out of context to preserve our privacy and what we were talking about. But it doesn't matter, right? Because one of the statements she made in that conversation, other people have made the statement too. So so I'm not really picking on my mom. But I'm going to be alone when I die. And my response is, we're all alone when we die. So let's just be factual about that for a minute, because some people do, in fact, die in the presence of others. They are not physically alone. And some do not. And I've been with someone when their life ends. My dad's mom, I was in the hospital with her when she sat up and said, my name and asked me to slide her breakfast over and then she suddenly spasmed for a couple minutes and the eyes rolled back in her head and she was gone in two or three seconds if that my mom's mom i was the last visitor the night she passed away she'd been out of it for a few weeks and they just transferred her there and and uh from my hospital but she was basically in a coma And she didn't have a lot of physical ability left when she went into the hospital. But that last night I was there, she was kind of trying to pull out her oxygen tube and stuff. I remember my mom calling me, I believe it was later that night or early in the morning, telling me she had passed. I even remember when I left saying something to the staff that she was pulling out. But I always kind of wondered if she chose to do that. I mean, she was a heavy Catholic, so she wouldn't think to end her life that way. But 
Did she get that too, about? My mom's point was that we all individually experience that moment. And in that moment, we're the one experiencing it and no one else. Some people just quite literally have no family at the end. Some people have no friends. Some people have no family because they're just gone or never had children or whatever. Friends is usually more of a personal choice and or a reflection of how you've treated others in your life. But it's about our perspective on how we value time, right? And because I really want you to appreciate that and value time better when you leave than you did when you came to this episode, I really want to give you some secret sauce for that, right? But I can't. Because for me, it really took, excuse me, getting to the bottom and then some. Right? First, I had it at the bottom. That was February 2019. Then in May 2020, I was walking across a bridge where people jump off of, and I, I thought of the three most important things that were in my life, thinking about how easy it would be to jump. My daughter, my girlfriend, and my church. About 12 hours later, I... would Going to my daughter's place of work as she was leaving. This was two months into COVID, right? May 2020. And she barely recognized me. And I'd pretty much not see her for the next 12 months. I even told the girlfriend that that night. Oh, and by the way, that was pasta, baby. And our relationship was pretty much three months over. And I accepted that realization and was gone 24 hours later. I left me with the church, which in about three months was also over. And that's who was getting my time at the time. And that's when I got a dog. And for the next three months, it was me and the dog. And then I got a roommate, and then I started reintroducing people in my life in a positive way. But during that time, a year later, March, April, May 2021, having been alone, having been through that experience, now reconnecting with my daughter, starting to I realized everybody would be okay without me. Really. They'd be fine. And I realized I had nothing but, guess what? Debt, death, and taxes. And that changed my perspective on everything. I could have taken a, 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 a really... <laughs> Could have chose that in my life, but that really was never a a choice for me. So it was to do what? 
embrace it and try to do it the way I want it to make the most of my time every day. So if it's about time and energy, I started with energy. So if it's about energy, time, and then how you value your time and energy, let me try to tie those three, three things together, right? And then I'm a math geek, so I literally played with formulas to come up with one, and I kind of can. But the simplest way I can describe it, right, is like I said, take the energy you have today and then divide it into three things. Time for yourself, time for others, time for humanity. And that's really how you value time. And we're even going to put humanity aside for a minute, right? Just lump it in with others. Keep it even real simple. Just yourself and everybody else, even. Right? You only have 24 hours. How are you going to give it? See, here's the thing. People want to be selfish with their time. And they should be. But they misuse. Don't understand what being selfish is. So in keeping in line with the podcast and giving your choices purpose, let me turn selfishness, let me turn time instead of being selfish with time into being giving with time. Because if you want more time for yourself, that's what being selfish is. Then it's about giving the rest of that time appropriately. So... It does start with thinking of yourself first, though. But it's called self-care, and you should never feel guilt about that. It's not getting your nails or hairs done because you feel you deserve it and you're a fucking good person. It means sleeping, eating, showering, cleaning, checking your mail, paying your bills, going to work. It means activities of daily living. It's like... Maslow, who I've referenced, right? You got to start with the basics and build up. And kind of the basics here are you and the essentials you need, right? And then you got to think about the people in your life. Generally speaking, that should deserve your time according to those fundamentals. Just think about like, well, gee, who deserves my time? If you have kids, obviously your kids. Got to feed and water them once in a while, right? If you're married or have a girlfriend or boyfriend, then obviously that person, right? Significant other, I should say. Parents, grandparents, maybe your extended family, aunts, uncles, cousins. Keep building it out. Great aunts and uncles. So generally speaking, right, anyone has family deserves a little of your energy, right? We know that. And that's why we all see each other where? Weddings and funerals. But sometimes we only see people at weddings and funerals for a reason. That's because there is another factor to remember in that math, right? I won't say who, but somebody was talking recently about however they see this one family member. Family member. That family member is just so miserable from the way they give their time to everyone else that they bring the that person down, right? Well, and that's because in that formula, formula, formula I gave you earlier, there's a little bit of an error. Because it's not just how we value time. 
It's how other people value time, the people we're spending that time with. And there's even a math way to explain that, but I'm trying to keep it simple here. So if we're keeping it simple, let's go back to the start. You have X energy. You give it to something that values the time the way you do. And you come out with the same energy. Or better, right? It's math, people. Birds of a feather flock together. In fact, if they really value their time more than you value them, man, it might give you a hell of a bump. But if they're just miserable, they bring you down. So the only way to keep that energy in check is give that person less of it in the future. So there, there is a formula, but there's no secret sauce because it's a daily thing. It's every day. And if you got it down and you can think of the value of your time every day, great. We can all learn from it. But when it comes to our happiness and things that are bothering us, a lot of it really lies in the begin the choices you make at the beginning of every day. What are you doing with your energy and time and how are you dividing it among the people in your life? And like I said, part of the magic in this formula is that you should be spending your time with people that value it the same way you do. And take care of yourself first. You give yourself the time you need. You give the other things the time they deserve. And suddenly you're going to have the, all the time you want. So I work hard at optimizing my time because there's only so much time in the day. But at the same time, you have time. You always have time. And you'll... Make more of it the way you want. If you're taking care of the time you have today. So when it comes to energy, it's not just mental and physical. It's about that spiritual universal energy that makes the world happy. It takes us to another place. It takes us to another level. It changes our attitude. It changes our behaviors. It changes what we do. It makes us firmer in what we believe. It makes us feel good. It's also about karma in my world. Because you see, you can't spend your time giving and giving and giving and thinking that reciprocity just comes back to you because you're doing that right thing. That's wrong. It's because you really value yourself and your time and others. I can literally pick out four years of my life in the last 20 that was ticking like that. I mean, I didn't realize those were years I was firing on, ger- on all gears, right? All cylinders. Yes, I, I, I mean, I did. Those were years where I felt good about everything. And also years I ended up using them to my advantage later. But I went back and dissected them. And ultimately, I was taking care of myself, taking care of the people in my life, giving good quality time to work reaping the benefits you know one of the ways we got off on this tangent originally about living and loving intentionally was talking about abundance and abundance is just like time and money it's relative what i say about money governments just say we got a country we got an army we got we're going to issue money and use it as tender
So time is relative, relative to our planet and sun. Just like money. So at the end of the day, it's all right. We have really two options. We can look at everything in life, literally, boil it down to one of two ways. And we all fluctuate, have, have fluctuated between the first of what I'm going to say at one point. We've all been the first of what I'm going to say at one point, right? We have two options. It's all relative. Who really gives a fuck? What's it matter? Nothing matters. Do whatever you want. Or it's all relative. That means the more I make of it, the more there will be for me. And the more I am with people that also believe that and give my time and energy to them. Wow. It starts with every morning. It starts with your energy and the 24 hours you have to allocate to your life that day, to the people in your life that day. But like I said, it's all relative. The more you spend, the more of that you spend and find and embrace the people that value time and energy the way you do, the more energy, energy you generate and the more you become because karma isn't what you get. It's what you give. So if you haven't already, figure out what you want to do with your energy today. No matter what you do, I hope you use it to give your choices a purpose bigger than yourself. I'll see you soon.